Hello everyone and welcome to Warford Weekly, your weekly EastEnders podcast where this week we'll be discussing the episodes released on the BBC iPlayer and aired on BBC television in the UK for Monday the 1st of August 2022. Hope you're all well, I trust that you all are. We've had what, what a wonderful week this week, what a wonderful week. We've had nice weather, the Lionesses won the European Cup, well done Lionesses, good on you. And for another week I'm joined by my BFF for life and that is Rob. Hello Rob, how are you? Hello, Alexander. How are you? I'm very well this week. BFF for life. That's so nice. Yes. You never say this sort of thing to me off camera. You always say it for the viewers, don't you? I do. It, I it, just want... Is it real? Is it real? BFF for life? I mean, I hope so. BFF. <laughs> I don't even know what it means, to be honest um, with you. No, neither do I. It's one of those youth <laughs> phrases. EastEnders will teach us that phrase in about tw- in about 10 years' time. It'll be fine. Don't be worried about it. And the other, the other exciting thing about this week, as Neighbours leaves us, Big Brother is coming back. Me and Alex just had a half-hour conversation about yeah. it before we started recording, so we shall repeat ourselves. But needless to say, I'm very excited because it's one of my favourite shows <laughs> of all time. I'm very excited. Thank you, ITV. Love you. So, before we get started on this week, because we have much to discuss, it's August now, which means it's time to change the dot. Now, Woo-hoo! we've gone from July, which is dots. This is this. Say goodbye to the I Wanted picture, Alex. I love no. this on my wall for a month. It's great. It was this image just follows me around everywhere all month. It's been marvellous. So, we're going from July to who have we got for August? Let's have a look. Oh, my oh! dear. Oh, dear. Oh, that's close <laughs> up, isn't it? That's not kind for June, is it? Not kind for June. Um, that's from, don't you? That's from uh, the one-hander that she did. The that's one-hander. It certainly yeah, is. So that, and That's iconic, actually, with a big old cigarette on the go as well. The big old Benson Hedges menthol. Do you think she used to smoke B&H menthol? I always wonder when I no, see the packet. <laughs> I think it was Berkeley menthol. I thought. No, no I can't. Actually, Dorchester menthol. That's what she used to smoke because the she green used to and white packet. The same. That's the one because she used to smoke the same as my aunties used to. That's how I remember. Right. I remember, so I, remember right. I remember her coming into the shop one day and saying, you shall please yell Andy. And then being picked off the uh, off the side. It's like, oh my God, I smoke the same as my auntie. So there we go. So that is August's photo. Pretty baby. Lovely. Pretty baby. Love it. <laughs> I mean, Love it. I must remind uh, anyone who's listening to the podcast that you could actually see this picture. Also, Sorry watch Rob that. as he tries to uh, watch Rob as he tries to pull, pull up the uh, calendar. Every month he fails yeah. at this. Every but month. You can, well, you can see the picture if you join us on our YouTube channel, uh, which you can find there. It's fallen apart already, uh, which you can find uh, by searching Wolford Weekly Podcast on YouTube or just following the links on our Twitter or our Instagram just by going to at Wolford Weekly. Uh, and, and that will be explained too for Rob. Um, another thing I would just say that, that stay stay listening to the end of the podcast because at the end we'll be doing I Ain't Want to Gossip and we'll be talking about uh, your replies about the two-hander or specifically an email that we uh, got oh, a couple yes. of weeks ago because we asked for you, your uh, suggestions for two-handers. We'll also be talking about a poll that we ran last week after uh, last week's episode of whether you skip the intro or not. And also just I uh, knew tweets you wouldn't let me down as well. Well, well let's not release this. Not give it. Let's keep it as a tease and see what the uh, reply, uh, the re- final results are at the end of the podcast. But before we do any of that, we must start off by talking about this week's EastEnders. So we are starting with Ben this week. What a wonderful place to start and his ongoing troubles and woes. Um, but it kind of came to a head this week. Didn't it? When he was found, uh, yes. passed out in a coma in the in the bins, mm. uh, just outside. I think it was just outside out the Albert um, after yes. going to a a chem sex party. And what a no, chem sex party to show at seven thirty on a Monday I evening! Mean, <laughs> what absolute fills! 
men kissing everywhere, <laughs> drugs. Like, oh, filth. Filth. Lots of filth. Absolutely. At 7.30 on BBC One. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Where's Mary Whitehouse when you oh. need her? Honestly, oh, she would have she would have an heart attack over this. It, it, oh, outrageous. Her wrist would have ached from writing all the letters, of course. Thank you. Good clarification. Yes. Uh, so, yes, Ben. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Ben's basically just on the, the whole downward spiral thing. I believe that one of those weeks where you could synopsize it as uh, Ben spirals out of control, as he does so beautifully every week. Um, but I have to say, this was all right this week. It was okay. Um he turns up at this party because he's supposed to be going to Lexi's dance exam. Um, yes. Or dance, like, recital or, or whatever thing. it was. Tap. Yeah. Yes, tap, not ballet, tap. Um, and um, instead decides to, decides to go and get some drugs. Now, this drug, can I just say, what was it called? GBD, that the doctors described it was. Did you write it down? I wrote it down because I what always write important information because down. I've never, because I've never heard of it. <laughs> I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but I have never heard of this drug in my well, life. Luckily, Callum had heard of it because Callum had just about. Well, yes, because they talk about work. them at work. They, they talk, talk about, about all the time at work. work. All um, the and time. I, it's water cooler conversation every day. Um, and and you know, it, it comes. To, so we both thought that those little, they, those little glass pipettes things. They yeah. they we poppers. thought they were poppers, but it's it, presumably yes. it's not. And you're so definitely. What I do know is that you're definitely not supposed to drink poppers. So that's why when he started <laughs> pouring them into his drink, I was kind of like, I mean, he's about to die at any second, or they're not poppers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it had the effect. I think it would have caused if it had been poppers, but it wasn't poppers. It was uh, yeah. gamma beta lato. That sounds like Never a bit it does. It sounds. No. It sounds man-made, doesn't it? Well, presumably it is man-made. It's not yeah. like you know cannabis or honestly, you know, any of that kind well, of stuff. Well, where have all these drugs come? Things have changed since the sixties, haven't they, Alex? Since Woodstock. No, all I used to take was Pro Plus. Oh, that's, that's, that's yeah. So no, never heard of GBD. Um, I don't know what they do. Apparently, they lower your inhibitions, which safe to say, Ben's inhibitions were lower than they've ever been in their life because he well, he's pouring them. The, well, he's getting all sort of het up and nervous and anxious uh, because he's turned up at this party, realised that he's basically walked into a gay orgy because there's, you know, men kissing everywhere. I don't know where this party was. Filth. It just looked like it, it was utter filth. Um, and uh, <laughs> sort of walked in and poured basically an entire bottle of this GBD into the beer bottle he was having, which was never going to find well to start off with. Um, and then just downs the bottle, essentially, and then immediately begins overdosing. I like the fact that he starts, like, James at first was kind of like, oh, yeah, come here, sexy Ben. And they start kissing. Just Baltimore gay kissing everywhere. It's great. Um, and uh, but even then, James is kind of like, <laughs> you know what? Up. You're... Yeah, right. <laughs> don't even know what that is. Um, and James eventually turns around and says, "Well, do you know what? I don't. I don't need this. In the taxi, you go. Shoves an overdosing Ben into a taxi and you go home. We'll sort later. We'll see you later." So I mean, uh, he didn't really care though. Didn't I was really gonna say, care. No. James kind of just kind so, of dis dismissed him, didn't he? There was a when uh, Ben was tripping, he saw yes. Lewis. He saw in Lewis, ben, didn't he? Yes. There was that kind of cut yes. where you kind of one minute he saw Lewis, and that kind of yes. also tipped. Bent over a little bit as well, didn't it? And it shocked me. Upset. My mouth fell open slightly at that. I wasn't expecting. <laughs> I wasn't expecting Lewis to. Just, I was, oh, wasn't expecting Lewis to just kind of appear at that moment to win. Um, so yeah, that happens, and then Ben gets kind of shoved into the back of a taxi, gets sent home. Doesn't drive. Just doesn't like decide to just drive straight home. He decides to just stop outside this little area that's got all these garbage uh, cans out. I don't know whether he kind of was just like I need to get out the taxi and then just left because the taxi driver certainly didn't get paid. So I don't know what happened there. Um, he gets out, <laughs> and I. I have to say, 
Um, you know, credit where credit's due. I thought Max Bowden was excellent during these scenes. He really, put, so I, for me, he really um, portrayed that whole sort of overdose kind of, mm. I was really sort of convinced by it. I thought it was a really, really the, well done scene. Yeah, the phone call he made to Lexi, I thought was very oh, heartfelt. Yeah. And it, you can, and it yeah, was yeah, portrayed yeah. really, you could tell the distress in Ben that he kind of realised he'd done something yes. wrong there. And it was almost like his last, it was almost like his goodbye mm. to Lexi, wasn't it? If the way yeah. it was... Because you kind of feel like if you're in if you're in that state, you do feel like you're about to die. Yeah. Um, so I hear. And um, so, <laughs> um, he, uh, yeah. So basically, he passes out. Now, not before um, Suki sort of comes across mm. him and um, just sort of <laughs> looks at him. <laughs> Filth. Filth. It's honestly, we were at this party, uh, and yeah, Su Suki sort of discovers him uh, lying in these rubbish bins, and just sort of looks down at him, arches an eyebrow, and walks away. Which mm. uh, you would, wouldn't? Uh, so, uh, doesn't surprise. I uh, did anybody did anybody expect Suki to immediately rush to his aid? I think not. There I was a small part anybody. of me. There was a tiny, tiny little part of me that thought maybe she will, because maybe she'll think that that would appease the rift between Karat and Ben. But then it kind of swashed away when I thought, no, that's nonsense. Of course she would wouldn't. She? And then she no, wouldn't. Because she wants, I don't know. she wants to she wants to throw all the blame onto Ben anyway. So yeah. works for in fact I think probably Suki's half well, I don't think I don't think he does believe that she she's she's aware of her own deal, she just probably display it that well. But Ben dying from a drug overdose and rubbish tip would work out quite well for her, I imagine. So she just I surprised him. I suppose um, he didn't do more, to be honest with you. <laughs> Got a bin bag and covered. Yeah, kick him a bit and then put bin bags over him. Just like, you know, she, she's yeah. quite kind if you think Smothering. about it. She just, she kind of left yeah. him so he could be discovered yeah. later on. And luckily he was, attack. luckily he was yeah. discovered because uh, Jay and Callum go on the search for him after Kathy yes. hears the message that he left for Lexi. Kathy's like, oh, my boy. Mm -hmm. Everyone starts looking yeah. out for him and Jay and Callum find him. Callum seemed genuinely quite distressed by it, but at the same time still yes. wanted to keep a distance and arm's length throughout yes. this whole thing. I don't think Callum um, still still hasn't forgiven Ben, especially when he then discovered well, that Ben's sleeping with James. Yes, well, I mean, the Callum, the Ballum fans were apocalyptic this week. <laughs> Weren't they just? Week. Callum is dead to them, okay? He, <laughs> because he didn't... Because Callum essentially kind of wanted to realise that Ben had just overdosed on drugs and that he'd be going to all these chem sex parties and all that kind of thing. He just he said, you know, I don't know this bloke anymore, all right? He's he's a mess and I don't need this in my life. And then just walks out of the hospital to go live with Jay. Callum, the Ballon fans were livid about this mm. as though, and uh, decided that this was, that you should have seen online, honest to God. Because there was a bit of a mess up with the uploads of the episodes this week. I think they were trying to shove in a scene about the um, about the Lioness win, weren't they? So they, they did. They were sticking up the first episode of the week. The Ballon fans didn't notice that. They just flew straight into Tuesday's episode. Didn't really care about any context as to why Ben was lying that's, in a rubbish tip. That's the funny thing, because um, if they'd seen the Monday's episode first, as you say, there was a delay uploading it on iPlay. And why would you watch, yeah. for me, why would you watch Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday's episode without watching Monday's first? I don't first? know. Just, why would you just, upload them all at once? I don't know why you do that. I don't really understand why they did that either, to be fair. I know. But then, I know, to be but, fair, yeah. the... I get the impression, really, that the Ballon fans don't really watch any other scenes. They just sort of fast forward through I and mean, then just watch the Ben scene. So he's basically East Benders. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Goodness God. me. Um, You're pun oh central dear. today. You should have heard Rob I before we started recording as well. When we were reading through the rundown, his puns <sighs> popping out of him. Popping out of him. Oh, I'm a yeah. pun machine. I'm, oh, I'm just bun, a bun. pun machine. Um, 
pun machine. Um, so yeah, so Callum's basically just wandered off. The Balan fans are furious about this because apparently they think that this is out of character for Callum. Now I don't is really it? understand what they think this is. Ca <laughs> what what character about what character though? Is this the is this the character of Callum they've created themselves where Callum is literally sort of a beck and call of Ben at any moment, and if Ben messes up in any way, it doesn't matter because Callum is will always forgive him and loves him beyond all measure. Because every week Callum hears more and more things that are the exploits of Ben, and it must be demoralising yeah. for Callum to think to himself, "This is not okay." Understandably, this the isn't the I guy. Married. Although, having said, I'm about to say this isn't the guy he married, but actually, was it not the guy he married? Because he knew what Ben, he knew what he was getting the drugs. with Ben. That's yeah. new, I guess. But like, he, you know, he found out he slept with James <laughs> this week. You know, James was stayed over yeah. at Kathy's. You know, and yeah. that was just a, yeah, another you know why kind of would notch. You? And it's like. Why would you, would not you just sort of walk away? In reality, in reality, exactly. Would you not, in your heart of hearts, not think to yourself, "I've, I've already admitted that I'm over it," and just hearing this additional information doesn't really help me? Because Phil and Kathy were begging Callum and Jay, Jay, because Jay yeah. uh, said that he will now move in with Callum, but only to keep the flat Lucky warm Callum. for when Ben comes back. Uh, don't you start a fan base for Jay and Callum? Jalum, how dare you? Jalum, Jaiho, um, <laughs> and uh, and it's just it is halfway, halfway. <laughs> I like that halfway. So halfway is moving in now oh. together in the same flat, and it just yes. oh, I mean, it just I just I can't. live for that. I like color. I like the idea of Callum and Jay living together. You know, I quite because I I I what they have what they have brought back what this storyline has brought back is the relationship between Ben and Jay. Because uh, that was missing. That's true. For a good couple of years. And they've really yeah. re-established the Ben and Jay thing to the point where Jay even described Ben as his brother this Brother, week, he which did. I lo which I loved. Because that you cannot take away from the Ben and Jay relationship ever, all right? Because that is one of the strongest, most endearing relationships in EastEnders history, in my You're opinion. right there. You're absolutely um, right there. So it's nice to see them back I'm as glad, a unit. I'm glad that, that, yeah. So I'm glad that that started again because Jay is a babe and I love him. Um, so him, him wanted, it, it makes sense for Jay to sort of just be like, to come, do you know what? You and Ben, obviously, you know, obviously are going to get together. And obviously they are going to get together at some point, be again, because otherwise Callum wouldn't even have bothered going to the hospital, would he? Obviously he still cares. So I failed to see, Balan fans, what is out of character about any of you? It's great. <laughs> don't make me start yeah. again because I will. Mm. I don't. I don't think he. I don't. <laughs> I just calm yourself down. Have yourself some gamma beta latte. Um, and <laughs> I, 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 Phil had a one to one, didn't he, this week with Ben? Uh, oh, that was a lovely side scene. When yes. Ben woke up, that was a nice scene between them. The Again, this is this something is we stuff. know. The two actors together, when Steve oh. and uh, I forget the, the Ben's the actor's Max. name. Thank you, Max. Thank Max you. Max Bowden and Steve McFadden, when they're together, when yeah. they're together, they really do light up the scene. Honestly, they're really yeah. good together. Remarkably good together. They, they Those do hills sing. They yeah. do. Um, and it kind of, this was finally Phil's admission that he does sympathize and he understands. He does, he knows that Ben was raped. He, he can't just come to term with it. Not that he shouldn't need to come to terms with it. He should be supportive all the way. And but he's now saying, "I am going to show you more support." However, he's now kind of taken it a little bit too far, where he's now considering going to find Lewis and giving him a, a Mitchell beating. Um, well, he was considering it until Kathy mm. apparently decided seemed to speak some sense into him. Yes, um, which seemed to. And again, what I am liking about this story is the fact that it's sort of brought uh, ben, uh, 
Phil and Kathy together as Ben's parents. I've said this before. It's because that, that whole thing has always been seems to have always been forgotten because Kathy has basically been non-existent whereas any Ben storyline for the past two years. So the fact that Kathy is so heavily involved with this with Phil and they're talking as Ben's parents is quite nice to see because, yeah. like I say, it doesn't seem to happen that often. Mixed in with Jay as well, you know, it sounds like I'm just supporting all of the supporting characters for this storyline. You know, but you know, like I said, I thought Max Bowden was excellent this week. Um, however, yes. Uh, Phil obviously gets on his high horse, immediately starts planning Lewis's immediate demise. Um, uh, but then Kathy kind of talks some sense to him and says, look, that's not the right way to go about this. Ben needs to go to the police, all right? Ben, This is what Ben needs to do. We need to support him up to that part. And eventually, Phil sort of goes, um, okay. Presumably went and kicked a cat or something on the way home. He's quite, <laughs> he's quite calm by the end of the week. Um, but this sort of links into another story, which we'll talk about uh, later, because uh, he starts trying to get Ravi involved, because Ravi arrives this week. We'll speak of him mm. later. Mm. Um, but he goes uh, home, uh, has because him and Sam have had scenes together all week, um, because Sam yes. sort of arrived at the hospital, uh, realised that uh, the reason that Ben is in hospital is frankly half because of her, uh, because of the fact that it's, the drugs have become very accessible uh, in the club under her leadership. Um, and... Eventually, Phil sort of discovers uh, this because she he confesses to uh, to Sam that Ben has been raped. Uh, Sam is rightly horrified, genuinely horrified by by this turn of events. Um, but then Phil discovers that um, Sam, what Sam has been doing uh, with calling drug dealers in, uh, and promptly chucks her out of the house. So ah. Sam decides with Zach. Um, because Zach is apparently, <laughs> apparently Sam's little assistant in, in a, lot, a lot these days, which frankly, I don't blame her. Um, and the pair of them basically created this plan to kidnap Lewis. And so as far as this plan to kind of Lewis's demise is concerned, it's not involved with Phil whatsoever. Well, you say this, however... I haven't said anything. I I've just forged of... crying. That's why I, know, <laughs> I smell shenanigans. Well, it is going to be shenanigans, but tell me for tell me tell me in all genuine honesty that you did not think that at any point that if Ben Mitchell gets raped, that this wasn't happening at some point along the line. Of course, oh, it was. I knew it was. So I don't happen, understand how anyone just, could be surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm just disappointed, Rob. I'm just disappointed, <laughs> like a mother to worse. their child. <laughs> exactly. Mm. Because I'm not angry. Why do they need to put shenanigans in? I don't want shenanigans. Because, I've said this weeks ago. Well, Stop with the shenanigans. I've got weeks, a tweet months, actually. Years My, said this. I've got a tweet actually, and um, and and I'm going to read it out now because it kind of oh, mixes in with this very well. Um, it's by uh, at Matt Fi Joe, and uh, he said uh, the victim should not be put in a situation where they have to protect their attacker. And I agree with that. I mean, it's because that's, uh, yeah, fair enough. Isn't that? Because yeah, <laughs> that's what's happening, isn't it? Okay, I get that it's not Phil doing it. So perhaps Phil, Ben might feel a little bit of a distance from it. It's Sam doing it. Sam's trying to do it to try to get back into the good books of Phil. Books. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is that involved? Fail dramatically, by the way. Oh, she'll and also that's another thing that's kind of making me settle with the fact that it's going to go wrong. It's Sam Mitchell. Yeah. Everything she's done since her return yeah. and prior to her return has, has gone, gone wrong. wrong. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I feel comforted no, by that. Zach is no gangster either, is he? No, so he's not a dark Zach. Matters. He's not become dark Zach no. yet. Not like Dark Martin not when yet. he kidnapped Keanu and Linda. We've not done that yet, exactly. Yet. Um, uh, so I, so I, I, I feel like Zach might kind of like put reason to it. Zach's, I think Zach's reason Zach's involved is because he was the one who dobbed 
Sam in to Sharon. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. Sharon. So he's feeling a little bit responsible for it too. So Sharon could not wait to go around to Phil's and, and dive <laughs> yeah. on that, by the way. Practically <laughs> ran across the square to just <laughs> I know, wasn't off, she? Clip flopped her way across the square as quickly as she could. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's as a... fast as her long legs could carry her. But um like a gazelle, that woman. Is that your gazelle noise? Is it? Yeah. Is that the noise a gazelle makes? <laughs> um, yes. So this is this is apparently will be happening next week. We assume. Um, yeah. And now the whole thing about the shenanigans and that tweet is very true. That's that's absolutely right. But um, well, I don't know how involved Ben's going to be with this because we don't know how long Ben's going to be in hospital for because he was in a coma for all, the grand total of about forty five minutes um, <laughs> before he came around. Um, mm. So I don't know how long he's going to be in hospital for. Walter General may well do their thing and cure him as quickly as a Pokemon gets cured at the Pokemon Centre, just in seconds, and then you're absolutely oh, fine. Right. Um, but <laughs> Sam um, and Zach are apparently going to have this massive kidnapping plot where um, Lewis is going to get thrown into the boot of a car. We've never seen that before, have we? And he's probably going to get tied up and thrown into a warehouse. He's going to get tied to oh, a chair. Kate. What happens from that point, I don't... But it's one of their favourite things to do, isn't it? Um I yeah I don't know what happens from here because like we said Zach is no Zach is hardly the sort of person to go and start going at him with the lead piping and I don't really know what no. Sam's going to do so Other what is, is Sam's plan yeah well exactly so is Sam's plan basically now she's going to get him it's get Lewis like tied up and stuff and maybe and then maybe ring Phil and say I've got Lewis I, um, yes. and then Phil will arrive and then we'll have the moral dilemma of you know Kathy will find out Ben will find out and they'll pursue Phil to this warehouse and stop him mm. from kicking the living crap out of him. Maybe Ben will get an elbow into the throat, and then everything will be, f- and then Lewis will get taken away to the police, and that will be that. That's my. Well, do you think this will bring Lewis to justice then? Because that's the other thing that I'm kind of wondering. Do you think this is kind of we are now at the cusp, at the end of the story, where this week, next week, Lewis will be taken to justice? Feels like it, yeah. Will we see justice being carried out? I would hope, and I say this with every blooming storyline, where there might be a court case involved, that there might be a court case involved. <laughs> When these senders does court scenes, they do them really well, mm, and I I, and I enjoy them. And I would happily, I would happily, and this is me, this is me, not a huge Mitchell Tissue. Ben fan. Tissue. I would have a week's worth of courtroom scenes, like I would have done with Zach. But we're not going to get that. Yeah, no, I know. I but completely I, agree. We're not going to get that though. Um, I don't know what I mean. That's the justice that you want, isn't it? So, so Lewis to be kind of sent to prison. That's the, the um, justice that we should have. That's 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 a I moral agree. story that they should be sh- they should going to because it's it's a sensationalist thing that kind of takes away from the issue of the storyline, isn't it? So and it can Certainly. be kind of saved by doing it the proper way and having him arrested by mm. this is Walford police. So Christ knows where he's going to end up. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I would I would agree with you. I would like to see sort of Lewis go down for his crimes. Um, but I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. He may well end. I the thing is, I can't see Lewis dying because the characters that are involved in the situation, apart from you know, Phil's never killed anybody, and the rule remains that Phil should never directly kill anybody. We've, mm-hmm. so we've crossed the line with that a few times, but it's never happened yet, and I wouldn't like it to happen over this. Um, Zach, no. Sam, no. That only leaves Ben, and I feel that that would put Ben beyond sort of. Beyond help, if he, if he, that's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. Um, <laughs> if he, um, if he killed Lois, so I, and I don't think that would be the right message to send out, and I don't think that would be the right direction mm-hmm. for the character. And I think that would be the last thing they'd want the character to do because then essentially, what is the message? If, if you get, if you ever get raped, make sure you kill your rapist. Is that yeah, that's not, <laughs> not the best message to send out, really, is it? Make so, sure you're um, a dad like Phil Mitchell, and then he can get it organised. Well, I will say, 
the when Corrie did this, and and remember this was under Kate Oates as well when she did the storyline at Corrie. As far as I remember, the rapist was blinded and then sort of left oh. out uh, in and just left to wander the streets blind and scared, which yes. is a punishment for a rapist. But <laughs> it wasn't the it wasn't the traditional sort of police approach. So but didn't he do I, some I time in prison? I'm sure I can't remember, do... but I remember sure that being did. a massive part of his. Yeah, but I remember yeah. that being a massive part of sort of the punishment of the storyline. I can't quite remember what happened after that. So if anyone knows the comments, <laughs> do let me know. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We shall see what mm. happens. Um, let us know in the comment section how you want this story to end. What punishment do you want Lewis to have? Do you think the punishment is coming next week? Stick it all in the comment section, and we shall read them out next week. It's that time again, folks. It's time for the teeny tiny little story. It's a small story. It's a small story. So we're starting, first of all, with Felix and Finley. They've been organising Avery's funeral. But this week we also had uh, Avery's, what was it, like a little party for him, a remembrance a wake. story. A wake of some sort. Pre-wake, um, still asleep. I don't know what you call that. I don't know yet. Okay. Yeah, before we all have parties before we wake up, and uh, this was Avery's. Um, and uh, it, was, it was nice to see the back garden of uh, Karen's house. I thought that was quite exciting. Set things oh, is again. That what you that know was? Me. I love a bit of a set. It was the back garden. Ah, yeah. that makes yeah, sense. That was fun. Yeah. That was fun. Back, back garden act. A flat. Yeah, yeah. So we saw that back garden set. during Zach's escapades around the square on his final minutes. So you know. That was a good week. <laughs> oh, what a week. Um, uh, but the main things from we need to take away from this story is that they lost some the, the family money, and Karen said that she'll get them back for that. Um, also, yes. I love that Felix has quite a bond, strong bond straight away with Kim. That's an interesting little bond that they've grown together. It's, yeah, that seems like a very obvious friendship, I think, oh. straight away. So I'm pleased that they've sort of just thrown that in straight away. The two of them get on like a house on fire, immediately search sharing makeup and lipstick tips and all that kind of thing. So that's fun you know and that will bode very well for when kim eventually owns the albert because uh, i still i still i still massively push that to happen because if felix the drag queen um tiramisu is going to return at some point then obviously the albert is the place for her so mm -hmm. it makes perfect sense for those two to be i just kathy just sell sell the albert love you don't need it you don't need a club no. it's too much effort you run a calf all right, you're getting you're getting on a bit in years, love. You don't need to be running a cafe and a nightclub at the same time. It's too much. I mean, she's barely fun. running the pub. To be fair, like everything that happens, goes, at, yeah. <laughs> everything that happens at that club, it seems to always be a surprise to Kathy. From the very first day she started, when drugs were being yeah. pushed in that club, she didn't realise it was club? happening. Yeah, no. you know, <laughs> what club? <laughs> Tina. She works for me. It's still Who's very Tina? <laughs> It's still very weird to me that she bought a gay bar in order for her son to get laid. That's about essentially. I know. It's very odd. Very. They were the days, weren't they? They were the days. But we also we also saw Finley have a little bit of a story with uh, yes. Whitney um, because yep. they uh, saw a very upset Mia because it's Mia's birthday soon. She'd been mm. promised Legoland. Legoland seemed like such a long, long dream now to her it because the money's so away. tight. Uh, but luckily, lucky they shall go to Windsor. I'm, I'm presuming they meant Legoland Windsor, by the way, and not the one in <laughs> the one in Sweden or whatever. <laughs> I mean, that would. <laughs> you never know. Because I mean, he made a thousand it pounds. Is a long way away. Yes, he did because uh, he sold uh, uh, a, uh, Avery's cufflinks um, yes. because they had this whole sort of debacle where they <laughs> where Felix had given Kim a handbag with some money in it and the lipstick. Kim immediately kind of looked at this bag and thought, "Well, that's rubbish," and threw it in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought, you know, a bit rude, rude, isn't it? Um, 
a little bit rude. Uh, and then they sort of realised that the bins had been taken away, so they were chasing a bin lorry around, and, and basically this money was lost. Um, yes. So Karen wasn't too thrilled about that. Um, hence why they then had to sell these uh, cufflinks to uh, give Mir this trip to, Le- to Legoland. Which was, it was nice. It was just nice stuff. It kind of established them as the two characters on the square. I'm enjoying their relationship. I'm, enjoy- I'm enjoying the boys. I quite like them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we'll just see, kind of see where it goes from here. The funeral, I'm assuming, is going to be in the next couple of weeks. Felix is still quite keen on the idea of doves. Um, he is. Even if, one, even if it's just one dove, you know. <laughs> what are you dropping, love? Are you dropping? I've dropped, I've dropped, me, I've dropped, dropped me a little earbud. Drop your earbud. Drop your earbud. Ear. Twice this happened oh. now. Um, yes. It, it's, it's remarkable to me how much of the aftermath of Avery's death, compare, comparatively to, just say for argument's sake, Dennis's death <laughs> during anniversary yes. week. I mean, you had to forage deep to get that reference, in, didn't you? But my God, you will. If there's any opportunity to slag off the opportunity of Dennis's death, Alex will jump on it. Well, but let's let's be honest. That that funeral never even happened on screen, and now we're discussing whether there's going to be no, doves or not during Avery's death. And you know, we're, a character we're, that was only we're, in for two yeah, weeks. And we're seeing part. I know we're seeing parties before the funerals even happened, unless that <laughs> exactly. turns out to be unless that turns out to be the event that we see and we don't actually see the funeral. Let's not count our chickens before they've hatched, yes, Alex. But or, or, no, absolutely, it, or doves before well. they're launched. No, exactly. it, it does bode well. And Very we must nice. say this is this is again this is a Chris Clenshaw kind of showing his chops. He's he's clearly wants to have a little bit of the, if something happens on screen, it has to be referenced, it has to be referred to, and that's that's. That's a good thing. Well done, executive producers. That's that's good. That's like a really good thing. So we're liking that. It's not just jumping onto the next thing. So I am enjoying it. Nope. Like you, love F- Felix and Finley. Uh, really kind yeah. of intertwine themselves into the cast and the stories very well. Perfect fix between Felix and Kim. Uh, like you would love to see Felix get uh, inside that Alba. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, and, uh, we, you know, if Kim does end up buying it. I know we're in innuendos this week. Um it is the heat. And uh, yeah, Long so heat. Finley, we, we <laughs> seem to be. Finley, uh, do you worry? I mean, we talked about this last week, his relationship with Whitney. I mean, also uh, yeah. Chelsea. Chelsea seems to be kind of like there too. So do you feel there's a I love triangle developing? Oh, maybe, 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 maybe. You never know. Because um, it kind of sort of like, because obviously now Chelsea and Whitney are best mates. They really they're are. They're attached together. to the hip. They're best mates now. Which is fine because I I remember we like, massively kicking off about the fact a few months back that there was just no friendships on the square people either hated each other or yeah. were having sex with each other but there was no friendship groups and now we've got quite a lot of friendship groups kind of scattered around the square so I'm really pleased about that and if Chelsea and Whitney are, are one of them absolutely fine because I was expecting once the grey storyline was all done and dusted and they both realised they couldn't live in the house anymore that they would just never speak again yes. so they, they are they are kind of quite good mates now there was a really nice scene uh, at one point in the, week, in the week actually where they were talking to Stacey as well after the after the day after the party they were sort of talking about their hangovers it wasn't anything mm. really, you know it didn't it, there wasn't anything other than just nice conversation between them mm-hmm. it was really mm-hmm. nice it's one of those natural moments um the scene later led on to some summit with Stacy and Ravi but it was just that nice moment of just a group of mates having a laugh and talking it just felt natural and if that's more sort of more of the stuff that's supposed to be coming soon then oh, mm-hmm. definitely um so there we are then. So yeah, that's happening. Uh, look forward to seeing more from the boys and sort of seeing where it goes. Whitney, yeah, I mean, it doesn't bode well for Finley if he ends up getting with Whitney or Chelsea, to be fair. Both of them were disasters on legs. But let's see where it goes. <laughs> <laughs> lovely, lovely, lovely. Right, so coming up next then is our chat about Harry and Kim. So we have Howie and Kim and uh, a new introduction to the square. Yet another young character being added. A Twitch streamer, no less. That's right. A Twitch streamer. 
<laughs> I mean, I did know what a Twitch is. A Twitch is. That starts me off right away, doesn't it? Young people. Yeah, that's a Twitch. Uh, people yeah. who stream video games. I don't think it's just video games anymore, is it? You can stream like you building Lego houses and stuff like that now. I um, think so. Anything like that. Yeah. They, that basically, you're just stuff. streaming it to your fans. Streaming it yes. to your fans, not only we fans, should try. but you're streaming it to your, streaming it to your fans. I'd we should try a Twitch. Twitch if you like. We should try a Twitch, try you a and Twitch. I one day. We'll we try a Twitch. We'll yeah. Twitch it out one day, we'll yeah? Twitch together. Be lovely. But, um, but um, for now, yes. we're going to have to deal with Denzel's Twitch, because Denzel, who is the son of Howie, who he had with his ex-wife, Delilah. My, 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 yes, Delilah. This is a secret. Uh, this is the secret. <laughs> I thought I'd get in there. Um, uh, and Kim, and he's now living with Kim and Patrick at the B&B, or the former B&B house. Um, yeah. I like it. Again, more youth, more young characters being introduced. They're acknowledging that kids do things like Twitch, which is fun. You know, might bring in an audience. Do I sound yeah. like a 40-year-old man right now, don't I? <laughs> I would I would say 60. Um, but... <laughs> oh, get on um, yeah, the Twitch. Uh, Denzel arrived this week. Um, I'll, I'll, say Deli- I'll say for a start, Delilah looks like a total bitch, doesn't she? Like, just that <laughs> doesn't she just? About her. I mean, yeah, like she's right attitude about like her. chip on her shoulder, eh? I know, but we don't know. Harry yeah, might, have, I, Harry might have been awful to her. To be fair, we don't know. We, well, we, we don't know what happy Harry's friendly. Story is. Yeah. Well, as far as we seem to be aware, Kim, he seems to be telling Kim that, well, no, I did tell you about my son, you know, when you were making us all those cocktails, and I did mention yeah. that. See, that, that to me seemed a little odd. Like, did he just blatantly lie about that? Or because it does seem quite possible that he would have said this to Kim and Kim was just too drunk to remember. Because that's quite that's quite a Kim thing to do. I can imagine seems, that. Yeah. But on the other side of things, did he do that? And did he lie? So I will be interested to sort of, I've sort of put a pin in that, in that line. And so you kind of think about later. Um, so we'll see where that goes. Um, but yeah, Denzel has arrived um, with his big old gaming chair. I'd like a big old gaming chair, Alex, I'll be honest. I would, would quite you? like one of those sort of, Yeah, I would. Like, so I'm not that I'm a massive gamer, but um, I would quite like to like just have a, have a, a big old back seat on this and just sort of just like let them know. Oh, right, to do the podcast. I'd like a nice podcasting yeah. chair. If anyone yeah. wants to sponsor us, and anyone who does podcast chairs, list. sponsor us. And then we can get a free chair. Why <laughs> are we doing list. this while we're talking yeah. to each other? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It's like so Lizzie that's way that's a gift that's a gift waiting to be that's a gift waiting to be made, isn't it? There we are. Um, it certainly is. So yeah, Denzel arrives. Um, he's a surly little teenager, isn't he? Like he's he's, he's not exactly the happiest. He's a teenager. Seen, but he's, a teenager. he's a teenager. I'm loving that. I'm, I'm loving the fact they're writing a teenager like... as a teenager, not someone who holds a mobile phone and goes, "Yeah, show us your moves. You've really got it." Let's never well, forget we that just day. Did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Never. <laughs> um. I. Yeah. I mean. So. Yeah. Denzel's right. I don't. I didn't get a vibe that he's going to be around forever, though. I didn't. I didn't get a vibe that he's going to be a new regular character. If I'm honest. I, I got know, trial so vibe. Didn't... Personally. Did you? I got. Nah. Let's test the waters and give him a screenshot and uh, see how he gets on. And then if he's really good after two weeks, bring him back under auspicious reason. Like I don't know, mm-hmm. De- Delilah has died or something like that. But I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather she doesn't die because, like you, I'd like to know more about Harry and Delilah's relationship. Yes. Remember, there's more, there's more darkness than light to Harry than actually we first imagined. Because at the moment, we just see Harry. He dresses up as a dog and he goes to children's parties. Uh, it was a yeah. penguin. It, it seems to be a different animal each week. Um, remember, because dogs aren't gay, but penguins are, according to Kim. Don't, don't forget that. Because that was the whole that. reason that Kim thought he was gay in the first place, because he dresses <laughs> as a true. penguin. Penguins which are me gay. and Alex do off camera all oh, the time. I'm actually a all penguin. You know that Chicken Boo uh, cartoon, what, you know, the one from Animaniacs, when he dresses like a yes. guy? I'm that. I'm dressing like a guy, but actually I'm a penguin. It's true. And not the chocolate penguin, or Tim Tams, as the Australians call them. Oh... I want a penguin. <laughs> I want a penguin. Like a 
I love anyway, a penguin. Um, Do you know you can make vegan yeah. penguins? There you go. Thank Comment you. below if you'd like me to give you the recipe of how to make a vegan penguin. It's dead simple. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Just don't have a penguin. That's, 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 that's have a no, they're really instead. good. A vegan penguin. No, what, dipped in chocolate, a carrot dipped in chocolate. And also, <laughs> when you have a penguin, when you have a penguin, do you do the milk trick? Where you chew the top left corner and you chew the top, yeah. you take a bite of the bottom, and then you suck yeah, it up like a straw time. through milk. Oh, I, I, every time for me, I love to suck uh, a penguin. There you go. Good. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, so I mean, basically, that's it. Daniel's all tends to I'm trying to bring us back to, to sanity here, failing oh. miserably. Um, uh, yeah, so Denzel has arrived, and um, Daniel's essentially, he's not getting on brilliantly in the in the B&B with sort of the residents of it, really, is, is he? He's sort of he's annoyed Patrick straight away by slacking off the wallpaper. Patrick didn't like that. Um, he's not great. He's not, he's not getting on brilliantly with Kim, because all he's really doing is sort of gaming and just being surly. Um, yeah. And Kim's not overly... You can tell that Kim's not overly fond of him, really. Um, and Harry, when kind of gave the opportunity to Kim, well, I can just find us a flat until you know until he goes somewhere else. And Kim was like, oh, well, well, only if you're sure. Yes, please do that, but only if you're <laughs> sure. Um, so I don't know whether Denzel is going to have an effect on their relationship. Um, it's just the Kim and Harry thing is just sort of there, isn't it? Just sort of ticking along. It's all, it's fine. It it's not offensive, is it? It's no, it's not at all, and it kind of gives Harry some development, which no one you will never he ever hear me kicking off about character development. So yeah, there we go. See what happens next, but yeah, all good. So the final story of the week is the biggie, and that is Suki and the Panasars. And my goodness, some development going on this week, ready for perhaps yes. a very explosive week next week. So there's still no forgiveness within the Panasar family. Uh, Karat and Stacey are together, but Arthur overheard uh, uh, overheard Stacey and Karat talking. And they immediately believed it might be because they were breaking up that Arthur felt a bit hurt. But it's actually mm. Jean's return. But I don't really want to talk about that because that's happening next week. So I'd be more interested in kind of like talking about her return next week um, as well. But um, we should definitely talk about the Pokemon cards that Jags has been collecting for years. Uh, <laughs> which... Jags went up in my estimations because of that because I quite like Pokemon. <laughs> not the, not the, the games and stuff, the games. I've never played the card games ever. You know, no, don't have any shinies. No, um, the card games were huge when we were at school, weren't they? Like everyone, like people, got, people got beaten up for Pokemon cards. It was ridiculous. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I quite like the idea. You just, oh, I like rough schools trash. you went to down south. Oh, nice posh school. Yeah, that's, that's, that's why I'm. That's why I'm the man I am today. Um, and um, yes, so there was yeah some nice stuff with uh, Kira and Stacey this week. I do like them as a couple. I so really, do I. Really do. Perfect. However. That may well come under threat because the uh, arrival of Ravi this week. And yes, mm. by the way, thank you to everyone in the comment section for the last week. You know, we got the names wrong. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Lots of you us. Um, we apologise. We should know what we're doing. We're terrible people. We really um, don't. Ranveer is the uncle. We should have stopped with calling him uncle, really, because then there would have been none of this trouble whatsoever. Um, Ranveer is the uncle. And we speak of him shortly. We should speak of him shortly. Well, no, Ranveer's um, not the uncle. He's not their uncle. No, it's not just uncle, a, but a, he's called uncle. He's called yes. uncle, but he's not their term of endearment. uncle. Yes, yes, yes within yes, the community. Yes. Um, but Ravi has arrived, and as predicted by mm. us, I think, I think I said, oh, it might not have been you I had that conversation with, but Ravi is Ranveer's son. Yes. Um, and he arrives. He's got out of prison. So it was just a surprise to see him as anybody else was. Um, <laughs> well, it sort of makes me think that, like, if Ravi knew that he was getting out of prison quite soon, then what was the point in, the, in him sort of asking Phil for information on Kirat? 
I guess I, I, I vaguely I vaguely think that perhaps he didn't know he was getting out as soon or he, perhaps he was yeah perhaps he wanted a plan early maybe he's a Ford planner maybe he's he likes out. to get his yeah maybe yeah. he likes to get things so sorted before he leaves prison as we wanted to just find let out some reward for being sexy <laughs> but um, we knew that so, but we know that they have a past together Ravi and Karat don't we that they were friends they, they weren't indeed. even friends when they were children they were no. rivals as 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 school kids mm, I love this look at all this context we're getting for the Pandasars it's bloody marvellous um <laughs> Yes, so Suki is basically being hated by her entire family. Um, Eve's not even talking to her at this stage because of how she was with her last week. Understandable. Oh, that um, scene. I realised that's that scene. I loved that scene between her and her because it was. It's we're so used to sort of seeing Suki strutting around the square, handbag in arm, eyebrow arch, and just sort of like walking around all smug. Oh, I love Suki. Um, but this week she was just crestfallen. And just sort of a shadow of her former self. And just like when she walked away from Eve, like you could just see like, you know, sort of head down, miserable. Mm. We've not seen Suki like this before. Um, so I think it was really interesting to sort of see this development for her. Um, things weren't improved for Suki by any stretch when uh, Ranveer turned up. Now, her and Kira basically had to give a presentation each. The yes. nerve of this guy. The nerve <laughs> of this guy. He just walks into someone's house and just demands that they give them presentations well, for, for businesses. He's an arse, he this man. He is an arse. And he also made comments about how Suki can learn something by watching the men today, which I thought was like, oh, oh my goodness. You're really not attracting me to your personality at no, all, Randy. <laughs> like, he's not my favorite. He's not a nice bloke, no. really. Um, but, and uh, Suki eventually, Suki won it because he, because, um, Ranveer wasn't impressed by the fact that Kira's basically abandoned Suki. So that he's very disappointed in Kira for that. Not just angry, just disappointed. Uh, and <laughs> takes takes Suki out for dinner and says, right, well, we need to know how in how far you're prepared to go for uh, the business that we want to go into. And starts rubbing his hand up her leg. And I know. It was, quite, it was kind of quite grim inducing Suki's face. <laughs> sort of frozen, <laughs> staring into the distance. <laughs> yeah, just staring into the distance with a glass of wine, just kind of like perturbed. Loved it. Um, so now I have been promised that next week is quite a big old week for one of my favourite characters in Suki. Um, Hi. I, you, I've forbidden you to tell me what's going on because I want to. I want it all. I want to discover it all myself on screen. But you're promising me some big stuff from Suki next week, aren't you? I mean, we may have heard a few bits and pieces, but um, yes, there's some big things going on with the Panasars next week. Um, and it's, it's, this is just the beginning. So it's going to be really, really, really exciting. I mean, as I say, uh, it's it's interesting that they're kind of, as you say, they're building this this family, this this relationships into the Panasar family. It's funny that they're still, there's still that kind of, uh, divide in the family. The only one who seems to be mm -hmm. trying to kind of break through the wall is Dottie. She seems to be kind of trying to convince Vinny. She's gone. She's almost gone for the weakest link, hasn't she? <laughs> and and, and yeah. started with Vinny. So if she can get Vinny back on side with Suki, then perhaps the rest of the family can get back on side. I mean, it feels in inevitable that something may happen that could bring the family back together again, or perhaps even make the family more distant from her. Um, what do you? What do you think? Do you think Suki could cope, like kind of still being this kind of isolated character on her own? Or does she need her family I mean, behind her? 
I mean, she does. And I think Suki's one of these people that sort of really, who likes to, you know, give the impression that she's more than capable of handling life on her own. But she needs her family around her. Otherwise, Suki wouldn't have done half the stuff that she's done. You know, the, when she first arrived, pretended she had cancer. That effectively mm. was because she wanted to have her family around her and she was feeling like she was losing them. So she does some quite extreme things in order to keep her family around her. So what else she's capable of in terms of that, we do not know. She's also quite a controlling person, as we've seen many a time over the over the, over the couple of years that we've seen uh, we've seen Suki. Um, I am interested to sort of see where the even Suki stuff goes. I am fully sold now on on that. You know, mm. I wasn't convinced at first that sort of Suki's sexuality was necessary, but I've but I bought it now because the performances have been great and it's just felt more and it's just felt more convincing than I thought. It, it felt was natural. First, so I'm loving all of that. It yeah, did, it, and I just love it. it. I and I also love the fact that they're, they're really taking their time with Suki in that respect. Yes. Because that's to me is what that to me is a sexuality confusion storyline. And I don't mean to just hate on Balan all the time, but the way that Callum was revealed as being well, basically Callum was revealed as gay on one Friday, and by the following Friday, he was snogging Ben at a park. That to me isn't a sexuality <laughs> confusion story. That's right, you're turning gay now and let's get the memes going. You know? Whereas with nice. this, we're really taking our time with Suki uh, mm-hmm. and, and Eve. So I, I I applaud it. That's how you do it. So I'm I'm very it's, happy. I agree with you there, actually. And I love the I love the fact that Eve is Eve said this week that she can't be friends. She has to keep her distance from Suki. And yeah. I and she said that she said that, but you could tell she didn't mean it. And I feel like Eve oh, yeah. will eventually come back to Suki. Um, and yeah, they won't sure. obviously they won't they won't end up being friends. They're, they're, but but I love that they're exploring Suki, uh, the way, exploring her sexuality in this way. Like she's kind of she she clearly feels like she's got feelings toward Eve, but she doesn't want. It's not that she doesn't want to explore it further with Eve. It's that she doesn't want other people to know about it. And it, it's funny that she almost has nothing to lose at the moment because she also was told by Karat this week that she's going to lose all the businesses, the extermination business and all the different rentals. He's going to start taking them over. And all she's going to be left with is the Minute Mart. But the Minute Mart sent her a letter this week saying that they're going to change the rates, which was nice because I I genuinely didn't understand what was going on. I did love the, uh, like with the business, I did love the line this week when Suki said, like, we're just barely scratching the surface of making any money on the Minute Mart. And I thought, well, that's probably the case because you've got nothing on the shelves. <laughs> so, like, yeah, start stocking that, yeah. up the other shop yeah. and you might have things quite to sell. It's quite a zen shop. It's quite a shop, really, isn't it? Quite minimalist. So, yeah, so she might, has might nothing help. to lose. Some stock to sell. No. <laughs> she has nothing um, to lose, but I'll... yet she still, she still, sorry, she still feels like she can't take that step and, you know, be with Eve yet. Yeah, well, I was wondering, sort of like, if her family hadn't abandoned, hadn't have basically abandoned her and all moved out, would she have gone to Eve and asked her for that drink? Do you think, or True. would she sort True. of? It's like, just would that have happened? Would, it out. Or, or yeah, or, or you know, would she have just sort of like shrugged and sort of just left Eve on left Eve on the back burner because she she went to Eve presumably because she didn't have anybody else to speak to, and even Eve then turned around and said, "Do you know what? No." Um, mm. which maybe I think gave Suki real food for thought because she's realised that her actions are having consequences. I love Suki. I absolutely love Suki. She's such a layered, fascinating character. I want so much more from her. She, there is so much potential for Suki to be one of the big characters of the modern era, and I absolutely adore her. Oh, oh absolutely. She's got so much more coming is just so exciting. Yes, <laughs> love it. Love it. I love mean- it. Next week, I feel like it's going to be a, a real big talking point. I can't wait. Family. I cannot and- wait for next week. 
I mean, it's it's going to be exciting. I just know it. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think we've done the build up to it. So yeah, so the, the main thing is at the moment is that Renvir is made a move with uh, Suki this week and Ravi's That's out of prison. And yeah. he is. And Ravi doesn't seem that kind of... Uh, interested in making any friends with the Panasar family either. No, so we said about a rivalry. On Stacey. Yes. Also true. We said there'd be a rivalry. Everyone just kind of presumed it would be between the Mitchells and the Panasars. Is there yeah. is there introduction and perhaps more of Ranveer's family? Is has Ravi Ravi got Maybe. more sisters, more brothers? I mean his wife Mila. Is there a rivalry yeah. brewing between them instead? Who knows? Um, it just seemed that basically the well, it seems like the Panasars are the sort of family that would have quite a few people that have annoyed over the years. Mm. So even within their own family, or within maybe not their immediate family, but their sort of outer family, and there's people that they've known throughout the years. You know, they're quite a ruthless family, and it seems like they've always kind of all the kids have been brought up to be sort of quite ruthless and each out for their own. Um, so yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if sort of Panasar enemies kind of keep coming out of the woodwork. You know, they're, they're similar to the Mitchells in that regard, that they've sort yeah. of, they've grown up a certain way. So life is this, and that's the only way we know how to do life. And all of a sudden, you sort of, you act like that, and the consequences come back and bite you when you don't know how to handle them. It, it, it love it. Just absolutely love it. Interesting, um, interesting phrase. Yeah, when the consequences, the section. Yeah, when the consequences yeah. come back to bite you, that's, that's, and how you handle it afterwards. That's an interesting um, phrase. As you say, comment below if you have uh, any thoughts about this week's EastEnders. If you're watching us on YouTube, if you're not, or you're listening, you can listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and you can get in touch with us on our Twitter and Instagram at Wolford Weekly. We can find us on our Facebook group. Just search Wolford Weekly Podcast. However, this is not the end of the show, not just yet, because we're going to now read out. I'm sorry, but but we're gonna we're gonna finish the show right, I'm not talking about by, word. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> by talking about what you have sent in to us on I Ain't Want to Gossip. You know me, I ain't want to gossip. So last week, we asked you guys whether I was right or Rob was right about skipping the intro on the EastEnders box sets. Um, and, you know, we, we had a little chat about it and we asked you to get in touch with us. And we also popped up a poll on our Twitter and we got a result from that poll. So we said, uh, Alex, myself, I skipped the intro. Rob does not skip the intro, but who's right? Never. And do you know what? Alex. Well, just about. It was almost, as you said, it was almost a. It was almost a Brexit vote. Who's right? And it was fifty-four percent said that you should never skip the intro, while forty-six percent said that they do skip the intro. I mean, I'm surprised by how close it was, though. Thank you to everyone who voted. I was surprised by the amount of anger that this that this caused. One person, I think, said to you, I used to like you, Alex. You've lost friends well, over this, Alex. And quite I, frankly, that's quite correct. I have that tweet <laughs> right in front of me as we speak. So at Bridge Street Troll said, to think I liked you, Alex. Never skip the intro. For the last couple of quite years, right. it was the only part of the show worth watching. I mean, you've got a point there. Oh. Plus, as an oh. East... East Londoner, I always try to try and see if I can spot my road as the Thames turns around. That's interesting. I wonder where they live. Oh. I wonder where they live in in in, in the Millennium the Dome. Map. In a, do you reckon they live in the Millennium Dome <laughs> like, or in the Jetty? <laughs> I'd like to live in the Jetty. Mm, I'd like to live. Cool. Quite, cool to, then, quite cool to see your house in the East Enders titles every single. Wouldn't it time. just? You would never. Skip, just? You would never skip it there. There is my house where I live. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Yeah, but how, how long would it get a bit tiring, like, just every day? Never. That's my house. Never. Never. I'm on Terry! Never. Never. <laughs> At Danny Greaves, XXX, said, the first episode of the week, Ooh, I always played the intro. <laughs> 
to build up <laughs> excitement. However, the rest of the week episodes, I don't bother. So there you go. So they watch first the first the one, All right, yeah. and then they skip it. Do you do that, or do you watch every single no, time? Every single <laughs> one. Oh. And the credits. Just let it play out. I don't see the point. It's just like, it's all part of the experience. Sorry, that's just me. I must yeah, be but you can get really straight back into the action. You can just skip... Skip. Gives you a few moments to sort of correspond, to kind of think about what you just watched. Think about what the show is trying to tell you. Think about what could happen next. The ramifications of the scenes that you've just absorbed through your eyes. And look at these names that have brought you what the what you've just watched on screen. That's you know, true. These That's pe- true. These people, you know, do you know what a grip is? I don't know what a grip is, but thank you, for Grip, for doing what you did. Thank <laughs> you, Rigger, for doing what you did. I really appreciate it. Thank you, costume supervisor, for doing what you did. Otherwise, we wouldn't have had that costume so well supervised. It, you know, these people deserve the credit that they get. I don't, and I don't, you know, and I think that people on the credits deserve more credit. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Final one then uh, about this okay. subject is at Caddy CTS Lover, who said, I skip it because I've never liked the current theme and the 2009 era CGI intro. Mm. Conversely, uh, okay, yeah. I don't skip it on the classic era extenders. Somehow the widescreen 1999 era opening graphics have, for me, aged far better, and I prefer the older version of Simon May's theme tune. So there well, you go. So see, the interesting thing, well, no, I, just, I could understand that because we had a conversation uh, once uh, about the opening titles, um, about whether they were going to get changed soon because we're, we're mm. kind of overdue a, a new set of intro, a new Very intro overdue. to come along every 10 years or so. So we might, we might get one soon. Um, and we and I kind of went into the fact that I absolutely despise the current theme tune and title of the Coronation Street, and that I would skip if I'm honest, because I hate them. They're too glossy. The theme tune sounds rubbish, and I don't like it. But I do like the the, the theme tune to EastEnders. So who knows? Would you like to see a uh, theme a theme tune change? Let us know in the comment section below, or by any of the following outlets. You can contact. The Hang f- on, Rob. <laughs> Hang on, Rob. We've got an email to what? talk about as well. We've got an email oh, to talk I'm about. So sorry. me jumping the gun far too quickly. There. I know. Oh, I was nearly off then. Oh, calm down, Rob. Calm Limit down, minute, Rob. Okay, just keep just have a couple of minutes, and then you can let the people know how they can get in touch with us. However, we got an email this week, um, and uh, and if you want to email us, Rob will tell you the details of that at the end of the show, <laughs> and oh, it's from Brad. <laughs> Dear. It's from Brandon. Brandon got in touch with us, and it was about a conversation oh, yes. we had a couple of weeks ago about uh, right. two-handers and what two-handers you oh, like yes. to see. So Brandon yes. said, "Hello." In response to your question in yesterday's video, so this is quite an old email, so I apologise. Yeah. Uh, a few amazing two-handers I can job. think of would be Kathy and Lewis. Maybe Lewis returns and is in denial, thinking he didn't rape Ben because Ben came to him. And the two-hander could be Kathy confronting Lewis's ideology of what rape actually means using her previous experiences to make Lewis realise what he's done. Another great two-hander I would love to see is Suki and Eve. There has been so much mystery as to why Suki is so hesitant to question her sexuality, and I feel that a two-hander between Suki and Eve, with Suki's hesitant, reclusive attitude and Eve's more outgoing nature, could really play well with each other, eventually resulting in Eve and Suki working together when Suki's husband eventually arrives. How I hope you enjoyed these ideas. I keep forgetting about Suki's oh, yeah. husband. He's still to come along as well, isn't yeah, he? Daddy, pa- Daddy Panas, Daddy Panasar. Yeah, exactly. He's mm. coming in a few months. Oh, there's so much stuff coming with the Panasars. So <laughs> um, that some really good ideas there. Actually, I like the idea of Kathy and Lewis. Like you wouldn't automatically mm. assume sort of like a guest character in Lewis would necessarily deserve a two-hander. But that's a brilliant idea. I would mm. love like Kathy to be the one that sort of confronts Lewis ultimately. And makes him realise what he's done, and they have a big old conversation. That would be beautiful. I'd love that. And that's what yeah, if, I'd love that. That's a great what idea. If, 
what about Suki and her husband doing a two-hander? Imagine being the actor who comes into the show and your first scene is a two-hander. Two well, this sort of reminds me. Do you remember when new when old Michelle when new Michelle arrived? She had a two-hander with Sharon like the first. Like, she two did weeks with all that swearing. Yeah, that's mm. it. It was it was like the the scenes that we watched this week at the chemsex party, but we're swearing, wasn't it? it, was <laughs> it was right. Ears, little ears were offended. <laughs> they were, but, um, yes. But yeah, no, I I I see that for me would be a really cool. I'd love I'd love for a new character to be introduced in a two hander because of the be darkness. Yeah, yeah, with the panasars yeah. and the direction they can seem to be going. I feel like Daddy Pan, uh, the Daddy Panasar, you know, husband to Suki being introduced in a two-hander, I think mm. would be brave, but blooming, what a what a way to introduce yourself. What a bang, eh? What a bang. Yeah, what a bang. What a bang. <laughs> um, yes. So, yeah, I mean, I'd love to, you know, you know, we've said it before. Please bring the two-handers back, Cleners. If anything, you know, so far so good, but we'd love to see a two-hander at some stage. Keep all your comments and questions coming in. We always love to hear from you. And we shall... Can I, can I say it now? Can I say it now? Yeah, go, 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 go on, go on. Is it now? Is it now? Is it now? By contacting us on Twitter and Instagram at Warford Weekly. You can find us on Facebook at Warford Weekly Podcast. On YouTube, don't forget to like, subscribe, click the bell to get notifications about our spoiler videos. And you can listen to us on Podbean, Apple, Spotify, or any of your favourite podcast sites. And you can email us on robwarfordweekly at gmail.com or on alexwarfordweekly at gmail.com. I've learned that so well now. It's great. It just kind of spills well. off my mouth now. It's only took two years, but there we are. <laughs> uh, so uh, we should be back at the same time next week. And apparently, according to Alex, we've got quite the week to discuss next week. And I cannot wait. It's going to be good. It's going <gasps> to be good. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Make sure you're there. Join us next week. From now, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from him. Have a good one. Goodbye. Goodbye. Pretty sexy stuff. <laughs>